warning to our listeners, this episode contains references to acts deemed to be obscene or sexual in nature or otherwise offensive. Podcast series. You are listening to Trace Vitkovsky, Sarah Pazell, and Alan Girl. So Trace, Checklist. let me let me yeah. let me take you from doesn't fit neatly. Let me take you to the next case. So we're going from the case where a worker got four thousand three hundred dollars for uh, eight weeks salary. Yes. To another case where a worker got paid four hundred and thirty thousand. And was a previous one CPI adjusted? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to another case. Fourth four hundred and thirty thousand. Wow. For a one-off incident. Oh, you got my attention. Okay. Go on. Um, so uh, I think it's completely irrelevant, but inter- interesting to observe that on the on that first case I told you about, it's a woman getting four thousand three hundred dollars, and on this next case, it's a man getting four hundred and thirty thousand. Oh, what did he do? Or, or not oh, do. Well, what happened in this, this case? What happened? All right, let me All compare. Right. So do you want me to surprise you with it or do you yes, want me to? Yes, I'm listening let, let me surprise you. Are we talking okay. about gender inequality? What are we talking right. about? So this is in the tourism industry. Okay. And we're talking about one of the more palatial island resorts in Queensland. And um, I won't name the island because then I'll, I'll name the resort, but it is a, a fully reported case. It's one that went mm. to... The Supreme Court, the Court of Appeal, in fact, mm. so it was before three judges, and it was a common law claim for compensation. Mm. And what we have is we have uh, thirty thousand dollars, four hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, you just wait to what see what experience? it was. Yeah. So we've got workers on the island who care for the people on the island, and they work odd hours because they've got to look after the people on the island. Uh, we've got two workers who are sharing a room. So we've got a supervisor and the person who is supervised. Now, it's late at night. The supervisor finishes their shift at 11pm. They go to the bar and they have a couple of drinks before they're ready to go to sleep, just to wind down. It's about 1.15am when they go back to their room to go to sleep. Now, the other worker, so this is the junior worker, Sean, uh, he's at the bar. He's already at the bar drinking when the supervisor gets there. And the supervisor didn't think Sean was drunk at that point in time, so didn't pay a lot of notice to it. Now, the supervisor goes back to his room, goes to sleep. There's two men, by the way. Supervisor goes back to his room, goes back to sleep. Then about 3 a.m., Sean comes back to the room. Mm. The supervisor wakes up hearing Sean vomiting in the bathroom. Charming. Charming. Mm. And um, the supervisor thinks nothing of it and goes back to sleep. Lucky he was able to, okay. Half an hour later, so it's 3.30am, the way it's described in the court case is the supervisor woke to a distressing sensation of being unable to breathe. He then realised that Sean, completely drunk, was urinating in his mouth. Oh, oh, okay. But okay, it hang all, on, hang on. You're saying that didn't come across your computer? That case did not come across your desk? No, where do you find these cases, okay, Alan? I all right, just, so, where all do you right, find So them? his colleague is drunk purposefully urinating in, or he just... Uh, no, you, I, think, I, think right. it's a, I think there is actually a medical condition where... Um, uh, where you urinate in somebody's mouth? Where you have mouth? difficulty in terms of you, you, you can sleepwalk in. Oh, okay, thank you, all right. In, 
unusual places. There's no suggestion <laughs> in the case that gotcha. Sean was malicious. So, so just to be clear, there's no, there's no. Um, so he's this, sleepwalking. This was not a prank. I think he, I think he was in an alcoholic stupor. And sleepwalking. Sleep and, something. And Not necessarily walking. Yeah, sleep something. Okay. But in this case, um, the supervisor had a medical condition and he had two conditions. He had cataplexy and he had, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and narco... Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Thank you. Narco- yeah. the, who the supervisor okay. had narcolepsy. Yes. Wow. So, nar- was, so he, I have a friend who's had narcolepsy. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was managing those with medication yeah. and so he was okay, he was stable. And then uh, this event occurred yeah. which triggered both those conditions off and uh, he be, became a mess. So narcolepsy is where you just fall asleep in yeah. an unregulated, like, uncontrolled a way. Dinner I, table. I, uh, you know, I'll give you this. This a friend of mine, Mike. We're out for dinner, and there's so many Mike stories, by the way. But this is one. <laughs> and the waitress comes on. Mike's in the middle of telling us a story. We're all having pasta. Pasta's, you know, coming out to be delivered. And, and he's telling the story. No, we're we're well, all just yeah, chatting yeah, at the yeah. table. Waitress is is coming and about to deliver the food and Mike just crashes nose down in the middle of the yep. coffee table in the middle of the table oh, and man. she's looking at us like as if he's drugged I'm saying no mm. really you're just gonna move the pasta out of the way for the moment right yeah, don't let him drown <laughs> I've been waiting for dinner for him to come to the house. And I'm like, where's Mike? Where's Mike? I go out and look on the porch. And he's, he's falling asleep trying to push the doorbell so dangerous. on the front step, mm. right? Okay. So you've got this person now who's got this trigger, this trauma trigger, return to narcolepsy. So probably can't work or drive yeah. here and yeah, after, well, right? He did He did manage to recover and recover significantly. But he, uh, because we like to put things in percentages in in the workers' comp world or the compensation world, he had a, a deficit of um, 10 to 20% afterwards, he, after he'd recovered as much as he recovered. He had an adjustment disorder with mild, mixed anxiety and depressed mood. So with the, the police involved? I think, I think I'd be pretty depressed. Absolutely. That's a, that's a scene from Shogun, if you remember, but, if anybody watched the Shogun, where, where, you know. But were the police involved in this? The, no, it wasn't a police situation because there was no malice in this. Uh, it was all very much an unfortunate incident. And um, the employers tried to argue, so this is the island resort, yes. tried to add two arguments. One, they um, they said that uh, the supervisor's condition was pre-existing, so they should be um, required to compensate for that pre-existing condition. But it's been triggered. Correct. Right, so okay. lost that argument. Right, okay. And the second argument. And it's saying, let's just clarify. So that's an exacerbation of a pre existing condition. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now, how they could have solved all of this simply separate rooms. Now, I've been working with construction teams or roadworks teams, and the guys have complained that they have not been given separate rooms when they've had to go remote. And, you know, just talk. This talking about thing. sleep and fatigue. They'll ask somebody like me to come talk about sleep, fatigue, and energy management. And they're like, I can tell you, number one, what, what that would what would help is please give me a separate room. Yep. Basic dignity. That, well, also, you just protect yourself. Obvious is <laughs> there. Okay, I'm just saying. Nose, 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 right? I'm just peeling it back. So Ear. Th- this was done. 
this guy wasn't sleepwalking. He or he was. He's so drunk. He had no idea what he was doing. Well, was, or, or sleepwalking. Well, I, I don't actually know, but there's no suggestion no. in the case that Sean yes. had acted maliciously. There's, there, I can't yeah. see that in the court case at all. Okay, but you also brought up a, a point about inequities. Yeah. A male goes through some trauma, right? It's and significant they get trauma. I don't want to play that down. Four hundred thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, you got four hundred thirty thousand dollars. Well, perhaps the woman working in a brothel has gone through some significant trauma, and she's getting four thousand. She was correct, correct. Right. It does seem to be enormous um, inequity there. And how that's treated. Yeah, yeah. but we're, we're comparing, like, different... Apples juris- and oranges. Different jurisdictions, different... But it's interesting there's such a low rate of pay that, for, with the, the first case. Betrage. <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be listening to this one. But so, more, so, so they, 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 they tried to contest it, yeah? So they said, no, it's a um, oh, they had a second argument. They had a yeah. second argument. I think okay. the second argument's a pretty good one. So pre-existing. Yep. They said that the, the event was so unusual and unpredictable yep. that they shouldn't be held vicariously liable. Yeah, okay, okay. It is so off the charts. Yeah. Um, and how was that treated? Unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. They said, um, the court said, yeah. uh, so this is a, the three judges, said that because the island resort was providing the accommodation, yep. They had to provide appropriate accommodation and accommodation where people would be the, the separate rooms or now yeah. and that, and this is where we could unpack this with the discussion about scenarios. You know, but, obviously you might not expect at somebody's case, but running through scenarios with the workers to say I'm, what happens. When Sarah, you're gonna, I'm a lawyer. All, all the time. time. <laughs> well, the Shogun guy, he did not forget. It was an Englishman, right? If you read the book, I've read it so many times, and it's one of my favorites. And and where the the you know the Japanese lord that is never forgotten it feels like it's burnt into his skin right it's how it's mm. described so you might not be able to, to predict that scenario in that level of detail but you could certainly have run through some scenarios with the workers to try and understand what would be the worst case event yeah. if you had, had yeah. to share a room I think it's, it's yeah. very difficult with shared rooms because Adults People sleepwalk. Yeah. And, you know, oh, they I have did. Uh, well, more than that, have... I, I thought you were, where you were going with this was a, a sexual assault. Uh, no, there's no suggestion. Well, no intentional oh, I thought that's assault. Where you yeah. Suddenly, the person found them in the bed because those cases have been reported. The reason why I kept asking about the police, given the nature of the activity, assault. No, and, and I get the impression from the case that the supervisor was incredibly understanding. He he just wanted to be compensated. Yeah, for the um, triggering for of the, the for, triggering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are events that you hear about sleep disorders, and people have used this in defence, where a man has said, "I woke and I didn't even realise I was doing this, and here I was yeah. strangling my wife." And yeah, bed. And, mm. right? Yeah, non-insane automatons and and various. Mm. Yeah, these things have been reported. But the biggest takeaway here is eliminate. Let's go back to our hierarchy of control. Set. Separate rooms. And I think, well. And locked, so they can't just wander into your room now, is what I'm okay, hearing. I don't I'll, want some drunk that. colleague. For locked, separate rooms. Now, that's as good as you're going to get yeah. from eliminating and using the most engineered form of control it, in that risk. And it's so funny yes. how behaviours deteriorate during work travel. It's like kids, you know, unleashed. Woohoo! Among adults, I, I've worked representing universities and international business management. Working away from home. Working away from home. And I'm going up the lift, if you are catching the lift, to go back to room at 11 o'clock at night or something, yeah. which I already thought was late. I don't believe that. And the others yeah. are coming back down. And I was told, you know, what happens in yeah. Thailand stays in Thailand or what happens in wherever we are. Like, they 
are they are ready to party if you're out on yeah. workplace what, and these yeah, are professors for example well, you know about conferences funny because like at a culture just shifts well, well, no, yeah. our conferences yeah. Any, our, anybody our, on it, travel it, it, for it, it, work it's like well, play time yeah, Woo, the rules are, um, are a miss i just remember that so that paper we presented at, at the last conference so I was going back into my room. One, this one was a safety conference. Yeah, one of the delegates. It. Now, I think dinner, the, it was 6 o'clock, I think mm. 6.30, that mm-hmm. one. We we're going to meet, meet on the rooftop there. And so we finished around 4.30 or whatever, 5. In the afternoon, yep. Why somebody needs to carry a the, the shrink plastic wrap of three tallies, so the Australian, three tallies of 4X. So three tallies are 750 ml bottles. So three large bottles of beer. Clearly they're preloading before an event, which is about to start in an hour or an hour and a half. And you, and you wonder, would they ordinarily do that at home? Maybe, or maybe not, I can't judge, but it's it's consistent with- It's that with, concept of work yeah. travel where the boundaries dissolve yeah. again and then a new set of rules seem to apply or or the non-rule environment. The, so, the, you know, cat's away, the mouse will yeah. play. But the key is, the key, the single key in all of them that's been mentioned in all of the cases you've discussed, Alan, except mine, <laughs> alcohol. I'm actually clustering that last one closer to uh, some type of alcohol is the primary thing here. Once they hook into the proverbial, mm-hmm. now add you're on a remote island or in somewhere else. These are these are the things that employees have to keep a, keep a lid on. How much is being consumed? And the, the Christmas party that we yep. started with, but episode one, party. season one, you know, yeah. alcohol-fueled. Yeah, but you know what? You sort of think, okay, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. It's a Christmas party. Let your hair down, right? But these are these are work functions. No, you're not supposed to be letting your hair down because it's almost an, an inference. It's a Christmas party. Mm-mm-mm. You know what? This yeah. ain't no party. This is a this is a, a Mid- work-related meeting. Yeah. Mid-achieving a business objective yeah. to do. Yeah, there, so there's, there's lots, no of, lots and lots of mining companies now where they have um, dry camps so you just can't yeah. drink alcohol at all or a limit a limit of one or two you know I was that one recently yeah, they yeah, had a yeah, limit like a, yeah. a limit a cap. you know and the thing and it's usually more than that it drills further and, and a good plan would include a limit of one or two and a limit of one or two so mid-strength or low and now i've heard the most recent fact that the sales of zero beer the idea of you having a drink, you having a tallie, Mm-mm-mm. but it's zero alcohol, the sales are soaring through. So strategies would include now, all right, mate, you're going to have a Heineken. Well, it's going to be not endorsement of Heineken. You're going to have a, a zero Heineken. Do you remember and that And that's ad, good, right? Did this hit Queensland? I remember this in South Australia. One of the times I've gone back and forth, US and Australia, so many times. And I remember this struck me. There was this billboard ad in South Australia in Adelaide, and it had like little organs that were caricatures of people like a happy heart a happy brain a happy liver and it said four men and women too number four men and women number two and it meant every day you'll be right if there were four drinks capped to men mm. and two to mm. women oh, yeah, and I thought, wow. i'd be under the table with two drinks a day really that's like that's extreme i would tell my friends in america they were just laughing like what and that was considered permissible limits in australia for drinking with all the happy organs no comment Did- from me about the two drinks <laughs> This is not an endorsement. <laughs> For men and women too. Was that a, a motto here? No, but, no. but I like it. was all throughout South Australia. <laughs> now, I think the case, all, yeah. both those it's, cases. It's actually, alcohol. I'm telling you, this is not yeah, about yeah. the changing values and changing culture. And so, um, you know, it used to be the culture that you would drink to cope with stress, which we saw mm. with our Kalgoorlie brothel. Now, drinking alcohol to cope with stress is 
is not considered a good thing. But culturally, whether it's the sport and the advertising, I pass the Forex Brewery every day on the way home, it's connected with sport. So you've got sport arena, now you've got the more awkward topics such as brothels. See, even I'm struggling to mention it. It's Let's easy for you, Alan. Let's just say it, Let's just say it. Must be my upbringing, but yeah, I, I sort of hesitate. But my point is, the real issue here is, is alcohol. And then when you added the bit, when you're working away from those confined places, i.e. your home and your traditional workplace. And places and spaces matter, as we've been talking about in season one. Yeah, the more random the space and the place, the uptake in... Social constructs change. Yeah, it does. It it really does. And I've noticed that, like, in conferences, you're right. Conferences are definitely it. But also working away from home, working remotely. All the rituals change. That's right. I think we need to talk about those yeah. difficult topics. And, and the funny thing is, those two cases, in fact, for me, the takeaway is they're actually highlighting what we're saying of the, these bigger issues. They're fixed factual circumstances, a remote island, room sharing, and, and a brothel. But if we extrapolate those conceptually, they are not normal things we would talk about in a workplace in terms of injury. So they have relevance. And yet that's, you could it's so important these. because that's what you have to pull apart, these, these yeah. unusual times that people don't think about because it's not in their routine risk assessments. Un- ne- the us- unusual circumstances. Unusual times. That's we right. Just said unusual times that people don't think about. These cases can be brought to the table because humans, human factors. Human factors. And, yeah, you're right. You know, once you, once you, you get over the hump, of the difficult topic. Yeah, not see? Ha- really, the, uh, where are you going uh, the, with this? Okay. Thought, where on earth where does are Alan, we going? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, okay. I think where but on the, earth does but, Alan find these cases and where on earth is he taking us? But now I can see the, the value in these the, cases. The issues are exactly the same as you would for a business that puts up guttering around a house and yeah, yeah. employs subcontractors. It's the same sort of issues, you know. You've got. Oh, a, you're right. You've got what a, are the contractual relationships? What's the governance the and the decision making? Yeah. How is the risk assessment yeah. or the understanding of the high consequence events? And you need to document it, and you need to work out exactly what your obligations and are. How are you designing yeah. for health, and what are your work design systems? Yeah. Because and you need to think about if workers get hurt, what are we going to do? What's our responsibility? But beyond what's our responsibility, what else are we going to do? See, and, and how are we meeting a business objective, which is what I'll always go to. Yeah, what are we in business for? Why are we doing this? Yeah. And you know what? And the, So the two things here, and this is a bit of a, a why not takeaway, is this. The two things in that case, as dramatic and provocative and mind-bending as they sound, the two things... You would counsel both managers and workers are, well, first of all, remote work. We're going to be making accommodation that will be relevant, i.e. separate rooms. First thing, so accommodation. Secondly, would be, of course, capping alcohol and consumption and so on. These would be relevant for any business because what's the cost? Apart from the humiliation of being reported and people talking, 400 plus thousand. These are half million dollar payouts. Ouch, that's got to hurt in business. Plus, you add all your legal fees and so on. So these cases are very important. So for me, I'd be writing policy of good governance around alcohol and attitudes towards alcohol. And secondly, remote work and who's staying with whom. Wait a minute, scrap that. No, no one's staying with anybody in the same room. There will be separate rooms. We hope.
hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time. So I've heard of, travel, I've, travel. Yeah, I've, I've heard of stories and these are true stories. In fact, now a flashback and it's segueing back to your very first case was I remember uh, it was a pharmaceutical organisation. They'd gone off to Dubai uh, for their conference to thank all the workers and they had a policy where the room, so two per room, and one fellow hired a Russian prostitute and the other fellow was grossly offended, A, by the fact that he's done this and he had to persevere and put up with this. So there is a, a traumatic event in itself. And, but, but the company at the time, we're talking about the 90s now, they thought it was good policy to have two people in a room, A, to save costs. We are okay because we're not putting a male and a female in the same room. How absurd. Not Russian. Not Russian. <laughs> <laughs> it was Russian, just for the record. I'm not having a go at the Russians. It's happening. And I always remember that vignette 